You know how Ru- the Rudolph story, the movie, mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with it, but I thought a good sequel, I thought of a good, se- a timely sequel for that movie. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what happens in it? Yeah, I'd love so to hear. So in the timely sequel for the, of the Rudolph movie, uh-huh. Rudolph and Clarice are older and married and they have kids. Okay. And Rudolph is like, you know what? I'm getting long in the tooth. I can't really do, I don't know how much longer I can drive Santa's sleigh, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he has two kids. He has a son and a daughter. Okay. And his son, so they're like, who's going to take over for Rudolph? And the son does not have a red nose, born <gasps> with just a regular nose. Okay, so he can't. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. Maybe he could, but his daughter mm-hmm. is the one who has the red nose. Oh. But Santa is like, oh, 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 only boys can ride my sleigh. Yeah, what a misogynist, Exactly, of and then what has mm-hmm. to happen in the end, they need a red nose, and the woman comes and saves the day, and it's about equality. Oh. How we should let Rudolph's daughter drive mm-hmm. the sleigh isn't that an interesting sequel to the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer story in the me too era <laughs> don't you think that would be a good story i mean i do but i think does it mean that we cancel santa well have you when's the last time you watched the rudolph movie because santa's a fucking prick in that too. oh i mean yeah though it's been a little while but yeah well I, santa would learn oh ho, 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 you're right i should let you ride my sleigh tonight That sounds really wrong. I mean, God. (laughs) Ride my sleigh. What innuendo is that? That's not what I meant. You know I meant guide my sleigh. (laughs) I thought of that today. You know what? I was Max. I have to tell Max Mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. And so he asked me to tell him a story about Rudolph. And that was the story I told him today. (laughs) About about She broke down the glass ceiling. Wow. What's her name? Uh, I gave her a name. Her name was Bernice. <laughs> what's the What's her brother's name? Rudolph Jr. <laughs> Clarice and Bernie. Well, I guess in retrospect, I guess that's where Bernie's came from in my head. It was similar to Clarice. Mm-hmm. So what's that, Rudolph's last name? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> it's one word: T H E R E D N O S E D R E I N D E R. The Red Nosed mm-hmm. Reindeer. Is Bernice also really big on Medicare for all? Oh, I didn't even think. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm going to guide the sleigh. <laughs> I thought that was, if I could write that book, I'd probably make a billion dollars. Yeah, why haven't you done it yet? I want you to make that the cold open, but at the same time, I'm like, some one of these motherfuckers is going to steal the idea. Oh, I should copyright copyright it. it Bernice the red-nosed reindeer broke down the glass ceiling. (laughs) The first woman to guide Santa's sleigh. Bernice Mm -hmm. the red-nosed reindeer. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first, everybody, on the deep. Someone else is going to take the idea and it's going to be Darice (laughs) the red-nosed reindeer. (laughs) Oh, Darice. That famous, famous woman's name. (laughs) I like the idea of famous names, famous women's names. Oh, you know, (laughs) Mary and Harriet. (laughs) What are the famous women's names these days? Helen. Helen. I like Georgia. This turned into a great cold open. Oh, you know what? I don't want. Yeah, I'm having a baby. I don't. I want to make sure I don't name them one of the famous <laughs> names. <laughs> I want one of those middle of the road of the I working want, yeah, people. Like, names. I want a character actor name. <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> What's your daughter's character actor name? Ileana. <laughs> Margot. <laughs> Greta. Timothy. Never goes by Tim. It's Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. He's famous now. Oh, yeah. He ruined Timothy, actually. We got to take that one out of the books. He also spells it like no one ever spelled whatever spelled well, isn't that. Isn't he like French? I, I, I yeah, Chalamet. Chalamet. I like him uh, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> Not in actuality. You like the theory of Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> whatever it takes. Rage 
I'm not going to I'm not going to do a thing. I'm not going to do a thing. I'm not, I promise. So welcome. Thank you for the oh, hot topics. Off. <laughs> I'm never making you another hot toddy again. You complain about it. The second you sit down, you make fun of it. I, I make you a nice go- drink. Oh my god. I make you try to make you a nice What is what is my life thing. around you but you making fun of everything I do? I do not. That is a, that is a <laughs> untrue. All I did was call it hot whiskey lemon water. Well, that made me know <laughs> exactly. you weren't into it. You could have told me I said I was making it. You could have been like, I was you know excited what? about it. And like I just told you, I always get more excited about them in theory than in practice. <laughs> like, like Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> more excited in theory than yeah, in practice. <laughs> in theory. Theoretically, I like Timothy Chalamet. He's very pretty. He is very pretty. Bird-like. Bird-like, yes. Like, like uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Who's our birdie friend on the show? Dylan. Michael Chuck. Oh, God, yeah. Dylan, <laughs> I couldn't Michael give Chuck. his name. I just could picture his bird-like face. Okay, I won't okay. interrupt. <laughs> so welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm the beloved American actress Sally Field. <gasps> oh, I everybody. love Sally Field. I'm did, Sally did Field. Did you watch the Kennedy Center Honors? I did not, but I knew that she, that is why I picked her, yeah. because I saw that she was being honored at the Kennedy Center I didn't Honors. know I anything I was about getting... the Kennedy Center Honors, but I was um, I had a TV in front of me that only had limited... I'm Sally Field from the movie Forrest Gump. <laughs> Um, I did end up seeing it. Tom Hanks was one of the people introducing her. Um, oh, shoot. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she like played his mother and they mm-hmm. were like four years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was at a hotel and I turned the TV on and there was like nothing on on Sunday night at like 8 PM. Where were you? Long Island. For what? Your birthday? Yeah. You just took a solo trip? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. I did one of those. That's a good idea. Did you like it? Did you have fun? Um, I did, except for that. Uh, now, because I don't want to put that in there. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> offline it. We can offline it. We'll offline it. Um, yeah. So I I turned it on and I watched. Imagine you were like, I did, but I got lice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I got lice. Yeah, biggest horrible. biggest concern. Um. I um. I turned it on and I started watching because uh, Mara Tierney was the first person to introduce her because she was on ER as Mara Tierney's mom. Is that how you say that? For real? That's how you say the name of that show? ER? Have we, have we talked about it? <laughs> We've talked about before. this before. ER. How do you say it? Er? I say ER. Mm-hmm. I give each ER. letter. You go ER, like Eeyore. The I'm going from, to the ER. Yeah, like Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yes, I'm familiar with Eeyore, yes. You've heard of him? Mm-hmm. I've heard of him. E-R. E-R. I thought you were making fun of how I said Mara Tierney's name, but no, just the show. Yeah, E-R. Um, but someone told me a long time ago that I looked like Sally Field. I was probably like 19. <laughs> Did the same person told you like Gina Davis? <laughs> no, different person. Similar time period, though. There's nothing like being a 19-year-old and being told you look like Gina Davis and Sally Field. But not Sally Field and They're Gidget. both very love. <laughs> Very beautiful women. Specific. I love Sally Field. She's great. Yeah, she she's wonderful. So I saw briefly. I saw her a little bit um, before I turned on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Bob's Burgers was pretty good. The Christmas episode mm-hmm, it was pretty mm-hmm. funny. I fell asleep in the middle of it, so I got to watch it again. It was, it was on at nine o'clock, so <laughs> I was really tired. So I'm the great Oscar winner, Sally Field, famous mm-hmm. for my Oscar speech. What's your favorite movie that you were in, Sally? My personal favorite movie mm-hmm. that I was in, mm-hmm. me, Sally Field. Yeah. Not Without My Daughter, the mm. one where I saved my daughter Ooh. from certain death. Mm-hmm. Who played your daughter? Kelly mm. Martin, probably. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. <laughs> she was a very young at the time. She was a baby. Oh, just baby Kristen Stewart. Um, it was a great movie. Was it movie. like Taken? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's my favorite, me, Pat Driscoll's favorite Sally Field movie? I don't know. Norma Ray. Probably. That's the one she won the Oscar for. Mm-hmm. Norman Ray. Norman Ray. Mm-hmm. That's her name, Norman Ray. Yeah. So anyway, that's me, Sally Field in a Norman nutshell. Norman Ray Claus. I was, I was 
Tom Hanks' love interest in the movie Punchline, and then five years later, I played his mother in Forrest Ugh. Gump. It tells you something about women in Hollywood, right? I hate Forrest Gump, the movie. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't it. seen it since I was a kid. So. It's garbage. It's a piece of shit, that movie. Yeah. The door's closed. We can, like, breathe. So anyway, we're here not to talk about Sally Field or no. Doors Closing or Bernice Sliding the Doors, Rain- great movie. Sliding Doors. <laughs> When one door closes, what's the premise of that movie? Like, if she got through the door, the, yeah. the world, her would world, different? her her life, and so much would have been the, the butterfly effect. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen Sliding Doors with Goopy Paltrow. <laughs> Old Goopy Paltrow. <laughs> so I like Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Usually, I mean, yeah. I get it. It's I, I don't eat it a lot, but I like it when I eat it. Okay. So this is how susceptible I am to like things. Mm-hmm. I eat Chinese food. Right. Mm-hmm. Recently on Twitter, somebody was like talking shit about Chinese food. Okay. And they referred to it as uh, gloppy. The word was gloppy or gloopy. One of the it two. It is a little. There's like a. Well, it's completely gloppy. Yeah. And now I'm repulsed by Chinese food. Really? Yeah. That word. Did it? Went into my brain. And now I'm like. What if we said it was moist? It is moist. I don't care. That doesn't Moist is me. like good. Gloppy. It yeah. like fucking made me want to throw up. I was like, oh, fuck, it is gloppy. Just like, like it makes this noise. The consistency of the sauce is very thick. Yes, it's gloppy. Yeah. Gloopy. <laughs> I, remember, I think it was gloppy. Either way, they both sound gross. It's Degrassi, the next generation, episode uh, 416. <laughs> it is the uh, 74th episode of Degrassi, but because of all the two-parters all the time, we are, mm-hmm. oh, this is the 62nd story Mm-hmm. In Degrassi, the 62nd episode. The name of this episode is Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger is, of course, the very famous band Survivor. Oh, yes. Yeah, so famous. Yeah, one of the great bands. They even made a TV hits. show based off of them. Yeah, that show, so the famous show with Jeff Probst, Survivor, is based on the band Survivor, who wrote the song Eye of the Tiger. Rachel, what's mm-hmm. your favorite Survivor song? Probably this one. Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. I actually liked Eye of the Tiger when I was a kid. I think I had it on a Jock Jam CD. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was great. That sounds about right. That's where you would have Eye yeah. of the Tiger. It's and a big sports like. More recently, my um, the spin teacher at my gym, when I went to his boot camp classes. The spin doctors? The spin teacher. Oh, these are the spin doctors. The spin doctors. When I, when I went to their class at the gym, um, the the boot camp class the the teacher would always play I have the tiger right towards the end oh really mm-hmm. bop bum, boom bum, boom bum. boom I don't like that song <laughs> it's like one of those songs mm-hmm. I never need to hear it again I mean I don't ever need to hear it again but I definitely went through a phase of liking it you were, kind of like that downtown Sasquatch song where you don't like it and then you like it and I then like you maybe it. eventually hate it again I like it now. Mm-hmm. Don't forgive me <laughs> for being blind to how you felt. How was that chocolate chip cookie? To figure out. Or was it weird? It was pretty good. I like to eat it and swallow it down. <laughs> That's not something you know much about, right? That's not something I know much about. <laughs> Anyway, Degrassi. Oh, I that's I guess that's I, I guess that's my favorite. I don't know. I had a tiger. I got nothing about Survivor. They're like an Do you 80s. Do you know any other songs? No, I looked them up and I was like, I don't know any of this, and I don't. It's Christmas. I don't mm-hmm. have time. Ho, yeah. ho, ho. Is everybody having a nice Christmas? Honestly, you're gonna say no. You're gonna say no. Why? Well, it just feels rainy. a little weird. I don't know what's weird about it. Maybe it's like Trump's impeachment. <laughs> Trump's the the impeachment f- for absolutely nothing except to just make uh, his base more angry. Mm-hmm. So cool! It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Can't wait. I'm pretty excited about excited this for 2020. Oh, he's going to win. He's going to win, and then he's going to he's going to win in 2024 too. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the president until he's dead, and then his son's going to be the president after that, and they're just going to grandfather them in because the GOP realized they were losing the culture war, so they installed a dictator. Mm-hmm. Have a merry jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, so you can kind of see why I feel weird about Christmas right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to friends you know and the hey. downfall of democracy. Hey, Sally Fields. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
god. So we're back with episode 416. Do you know how many that is? I did that already. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Yeah, there. you don't listen. Nope. I was too busy thinking about <clears throat> Sally Field still. Yeah, you don't listen so much. I did that already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're too busy get making fun of my hot toddies. Whiskey water. <laughs> That's so, not my whiskey water, though. That's good. Whiskey's no, delicious. It's there's I didn't say it was bad. I just called it hot lemon whiskey water, which is what it is. That's what toddy stands for. Oh, whiskey, does? lemon, water. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a different language. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Probably like Icelandic or something, <clears throat> Scandinavian, right? I don't know if you'll forgive me. Well, that's what this episode's all about. Yes, that's Forgiveness. Why I did that. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Even, dun, dun, dun. even if you don't love me anymore. Been trying to get down. Remember that song? Yeah, I was gonna wondering how long you're gonna sing it for. My will gets weak, (laughs) and my hearts, my thoughts. Who was that? I believe it's Don Henley. Oh, who I usually hate, but do I like that? I did love Boys of Summer. Yeah, you do. I've heard you say that, but you like it because of the Ataris. I liked it before that. But you were really (laughs) sold by the Ataris. Mm, No, I was really sold by the earlier version. And then the Ataris was just like the icing on the cake. Didn't the Ataris version just sound exactly like the original? Yep, it did. Just a little bit more punk rock. I think they changed Mm. one word Mm. about listening to like some punk rock. Yeah, Black Flag sticker on a Cadillac. What's the line in the Don Henley version? Oh, (laughs) cool. This is why Adrian's here. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Donald Henley, did you guys want me to talk more about the Garth Brooks documentary? No, no thanks. I, did anyone mention that? Because I even forgot that we talked about it. People were super into it. I got a lot of uh, DMs about it. Oh, you did? Yep, at least 26 DMs about it. Who from? No, none of your business. Just some people. <laughs> but my will gets weak. Anyway. Uh, Jimmy's back. He is back. He's back at school. All of the clan of Degrassi are waiting for him by the school by the school mm-hmm. as he gets uh, elevated down from the car. Mm-hmm. What an outfit! What an outfit! He's wearing some triple five sole all green sweatsuit. Yeah, looks great. It is baggy as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a look. He get he could get hand jobs in that thing, and no one would know. <laughs> You just be, you wouldn't even. I see went it for move. a little bit of a Jimmy vibe tonight. I wore a green sweatshirt, but yes. I don't have green pants. No. So no, so you're only limited. half Jimmy. Yeah, I'm only half Jimmy. Um, he's back and Spinner and everybody's out to greet him. Marco's there, mm-hmm. Hazel's there, Paige is Paige there, is there Craig. Craig is there, uh, and uh, I believe one conspicuous other conspicuous by his absence is Mr. Gavin Spinner Mason Spinner. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gavin Spinner Mason. Yeah, and he, but then he walks out and he kind of like half-heartedly waves because he's feeling guilt. Yeah, because he never went to visit Jimmy. In the hospital. And Jimmy knows it. Yeah, you would imagine. He would know. Yeah. I would just be like, dude, every time I was there, you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you were sleeping and they were like, don't wake him up. He doesn't have any legs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he's feeling pretty guilty about that. Mm-hmm. And then he... So right away, he goes to Jimmy and says to him, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't come visit you in the hospital. I didn't know what to say. And Jimmy's like, you know what? I don't got time to hold grudges. Let's be friends again. Mm -hmm. And Spinner overcompensates by like putting tape down over wires so Jimmy can roll over him. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're telling the story in like two minutes. I know. This is a quick one. Yeah. (laughs) Have I missed spots, though? There's a really wonderful montage. This is the montage. Pop punk song. Yeah. Uh, It was great. It's the montage of Spinner overcompensating. Mm -hmm. So he, like, gets a book down from a high shelf in his locker. He puts tape over wires so Jimmy can (laughs) wheel his wheelchair over them. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, all fun little moments. Because now they're friends again. And everyone seems happy to see Jimmy, that Jimmy's back. Snake says welcome back in a very weird accent He's to like, him. Jimmy Brooks. <laughs> yeah. A little bit Bob Dylan-y. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really it. That's all that happens in the end. <laughs> a lot more happens. Mm-hmm. Well, he's... I, I know what happens. So, uh, Spinner is... 
he, he overcompensates, and then Jimmy and, and one of the, the last thing he does to overcompensate is he gets the basketball team to uh, uh, honor him at like the final game, saying that Jimmy's the, one of the reasons we got to the playoffs. And now, from now on, the Degrassi MVP basketball trophy is going to be called the Jimmy Brooks like memorial <laughs> fucking yeah. thing. So it yeah. bums Jimmy out, understandably. Yeah. Jimmy Brooks MVP for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it bums him out. And then he like, so he goes to try to play basketball and he's like not doing good. And he has a melt. No, it's not a meltdown. It's a very understandable uh, moment. He, of, yeah. He, yeah. He only has like a, a minute maybe before Spinner walks in and Ooh. he just like realizes how hard it will be to play basketball again. Like he can't like kind of like the limitations of what's really happened. And it's very beautifully done and short, but beautifully done. Well, he, yeah, he says it's all in his face. Like, yeah, he's great here. And mm-hmm. he says to Spinner, he's like, do you, you don't know what it's like to wake up? This was, I thought very like, Oh fuck. I never thought of it like that. It's like, you don't know what it's like to wake up in the morning and think you can walk and then remember, Oh shit, I can't walk. Yeah. Like you get a, wake up in the morning, like, and go to get up, but yeah. he can't get up. So now Spinner is racked with guilt, mm-hmm. and he confesses to Jimmy mm-hmm. that it was him and Mike Lobel, yeah, who told Rick that it was Jimmy who put all the pain on him. Mm-hmm. And man, oh man, yeah, Jimmy doesn't react well, nor should he. I totally get it. I yeah. get it. On, I get both sides of this equation. I get. I feel. I feel for both of these people. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so Jimmy leaves, and then uh, he's disinvited to a party that yeah. they're uh, they're having for Jimmy. Yeah, which it's all those five people. Yeah, we see it later. <laughs> it is a real rager. Oh yeah, Par- I, is this party the right word for that? <laughs> he said they yeah. call it a party. I mean, they do, but like, is that really the word you should use? It's a get together, maybe. <laughs> At the very best, it's Craig. Hazel, Paige, and Marco, and Jimmy mm-hmm. singing karaoke songs in the middle mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. Have a good party, guys. Uh, so, so he confesses to Jimmy and then shows up for school the next day. Mm-hmm. And everybody turns on him. All of his friends are like, you shouldn't even be here. Manny won't look at him. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And I wonder who Jimmy told. Like, I mean, he must have told someone pretty quickly, but... Probably told everybody. I'm yeah. sure he told like all of his gang. He literally just went out and got on the the loudspeaker for the school. Because <laughs> even strangers were looking at Spinner when he walked into school, like, "Oh, this guy's here. Mm-hmm. This schmuck." Yeah. Um, so this uh, convinces Spinner to uh, not only bare his soul to Jimmy, but to confess to the wonderful principal, mm-hmm. Ms. Hot Lockus. Sue Lockus. Principal Lockus. Mm-hmm. Principal Hatsu Lockus. Oh, Hatsu is hard on him, but but rightly so. Yeah, he says that he did the tar and feather, or was it tar and feather? What did they do to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, paint and feathers. Mm-hmm. And she expels him. And she asks who, who did it with him, and he tells says it was, it was Mike Lobel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says that. He goes, oh, you gotta, you're going to have to talk with Mike Lobel. Yes, and Mike Lobel. Hats- Principal Hatsu Lockus was like, Mike Lobel? Who, do you mean Jay? Yeah. The actor who plays Jay on oh, the show. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I get, I sometimes I say their real names. Yeah. Oh, confusing. Yeah. It's a worked shoot. Um, so he gets expelled from school. Mm-hmm. But before he gets expelled, mm-hmm. he has a run in with Jay. Who was like, well, what did you expect, Spinner? Like, I told you not to, like, it's not going to make anything better to, to tell them who did it or what happened. Yeah. Um, and then Jay introduces him to alcohol. Yeah. He's, I guess apparently never seen it before. Yeah. <clears throat> surprisingly somehow. Yeah. <coughs> what and was it? I think it was like rum and Coke that they were drinking. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. But like shitty rum and they drink a whole bottle of it and they're walking through the woods, maybe near the ravine. I don't know. I'm not really sure the geography of like the Degrassi area, but I feel like it's all very close to each other. They walk somehow from the dot to some woods. That ravine has seen some, some oh. stuff. And they finish this entire bottle and spinner oh. like smashes it against a tree. And, uh, Jay essentially reinforces the fact that they're both bad news. And why should they try? They don't, yeah, they're not going to have any friends, so why, why bother? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that's when 
Spinner decides to crash the party. This party, man, let me tell you something. It is a party. It's a rager. It's an afternoon get-together wherein they're just, just five people singing karaoke. Yeah, it seems very thrilling. And not like Ashley's not even there, which is surprising to me because I feel like she used to date Jimmy and currently dates Craig. And I'm pretty sure this is at Joey Jeremiah's house. Oh, so... yeah. Yeah. And then I knew what Craig's song Craig was singing and I forgot it. Oh, do you want to go back? No. Oh, okay. God. It just does not matter at all. It could not matter less. Um, <clears throat> so he's wasted and he shows up to the party and knocks over a lamp and he's just like, what do I have to do to be friends with you? And uh jimmy's like no dice man yeah and then he grabs keys were those his whose keys were those i think they were his but why was his car sitting up there that's what i was like why are your keys at this house yeah and why are you yeah i thought he was stealing a car yeah and then marco realizes what's happening so he's the first one to go outside and try to stop him and then they all slowly come out and try to stop him and they're mad at him and spinner's drunk and upset like rightly so um, but the only one who ends up being able to stop him is Jimmy, who r- wheels right in front of his car. Yeah. Um, and uh, then is kind of says to him, like, you know, you're dead to me. Eventually, yeah. essentially, because like it's it was it really cleared up kind of like what's going on here. Like Spinner feels so guilty because he's carrying the weight of this secret, but by him telling Jimmy it doesn't make it better for Jimmy. It only makes it better for Spinner. Yeah, it's J- only like relieved a little bit of like the weight of carrying that. Right. <clears throat> Jimmy says to the point, like you shouldn't have told me like all it it's was selfish. selfish. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, you only do things for you. Like it's selfish. Mm-hmm. All you wanted to do is feel better. It should also be noted that Jimmy did say in, when he had like his, his kind of mini breakdown mm-hmm. on the basketball court that he sometimes wished that Rick uh, had better aim and didn't miss and kill and him. And just had killed him, yeah. And that's what makes Spinner confess, because that's when the guilt really, like, sets in. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> yeah, so, so, and then what happens? So Jimmy gets out of the way. He's like, you can drive off a cliff for all I care. Yeah. I don't care. And then just Spinner drive away? Or no, he gets No, that's when, like, either Craig or Mark are, like, keys and take the keys away from him, and that's when he goes to see Hatsu. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. That, Hatsu's the last. It's bit. the last. Thing. Oh, I was all out mm-hmm. of sorts, all out of order in my in my description. Mm-hmm. Here I am, fucking Hatsi Tatsi, in here, like I know all the things that are going on in the order. Uh-huh, You're right. Uh-huh. That's the fight. They shy yeah. stone over his sad, expelled yeah, face. Yeah, because he realizes he's going to be expelled and not just uh, suspended. Two questions. Because they they have a no tolerance policy for, for bullying. bullying. Here are my two questions. Mm-hmm. My first one is: Do you think? He deserves to be expelled. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I've never. I don't really understand what the limits are for like suspension versus expelling. Right, 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 right. And right. like what counts as someone being redeemable or not. I also kind of feel like it's really missing. It kind of bugged me that Spinner never said that why he was bullying Rick. Like that all started because of Terry. And like, you know, I think that that's out of sight, out of mind. They don't want to bring up Terry. No. <laughs> they don't want us thinking about Terry. Wait, where did she go? What Is she, happened, what happened? What happened to Terry? They don't want us asking any questions. No, but it's like, it's all so wrapped up in so many different things where it's like, I don't think they were totally wrong for trying to be protective of Terry right. and be mad at right. Rick about that. I agree. Um, but at the same, yeah, it's like. At the end of the day, Rick is the one who brought a gun to school and chose to shoot people. Yes, so I like agree. it's really all on him at the I end agree. of the day. I agree. I don't know either. I I'm I'm that's why I asked you because I'm like trying to work through it myself. I, I don't think that the last thing though is that I don't think that expelling would happen in that split second. I feel like that would have been a discussion with that yes. would have been like you know, parents brought in all this kind of stuff, not just like, a, okay, just go get your stuff. Like you're getting fired from work and you have to take a box home with your plan. Right. Right. And all right. your stuff from your <laughs> Elliot Loudermilk and Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> um, now if it was sim- as simple as like, if the bullying was relegated to like name calling or like, you know, pushing here and there, then I'm like, uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm th- that seems kind of the f- I think because there's like an inciting incident, like yeah. that 
tar and feathering thing yeah. was like the straw that broke the camel's back. But lest we forget, yeah, he was putting the gun away. Mm. And then he did hear them saying that it was Jimmy, and that's what made him pull the gun back out. That's true. And now listen, I'm not I don't blame Spinner for this. Spinner was no. just a fuck and it did start making me think I'm being dead serious about like how shit that you say and do, like you don't mean anything by it. Other Sliding than, doors. Dude, like <laughs> there's no way that Spinner and stupid Mike Lobel in their brains thought for a second that like this is going to end up with him fucking no, shooting people. No, no. So and that's I the thing is that I feel him. like I feel like he can't they can't be held responsible for that in that way. They can't what what? what they can't that? be held responsible for He was touching her face. <laughs> <laughs> for the life of me. I can't remember what we were talking about 2 minutes ago. <laughs> You're saying that he can't be held responsible for uh, Rick shooting up the school. They were only juniors. <laughs> <laughs> we were merely juniors. For the life of me, I cannot remember what made Rick shoot up all the school and it never. <laughs> uh, I I do feel, I, I, I get I think the expulsion thing goes. I'm I'm 50. 50 I get it. Like he did, know, did it. Did you the know, inciting incident? Do you know any kids who got expelled? No. I don't think any got expelled from my school either. Not uh, you I know what? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so much like expelled for an incident. It was a kid who was like behaviorally was like a nightmare, mm. a lot, and they were just like, you know what? I don't think this is working out. Okay. It wasn't like you're expelled. It was like you were. You gotta go. Yeah, you know, move on to a different school kind exactly, of situation. Exactly, and that's what happened. And then that kid died. Oh, God. Yeah, fun story. For the life of me. We were talking about Facebook memorial pages today at work, so oh, I Jesus. understand. What made us think that we were wise and would Do you think if it were a later year, Rick would have a Facebook memorial page? Like on Reddit or at 4chan. <laughs> He'd like have one on Fortune. I don't know if it'd be Facebook because he did kill people. Mm-hmm. He did kill. Uh, well, no, he didn't. He killed himself. He only the only person who died was himself. Yeah, man, the weight of that on spit. Like Mike Lobel doesn't give a fuck because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But like the how weight- are we ever gonna like Jay? I can't. I just don't see it. There's gonna be like one episode where we see his mom like hit him, or yeah, like no, his mom. Like, oh, poor Jay. His mom will be like fucking someone and be like, "Get out of my face, you loser!" To Jay, and then we'll feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, but the way I feel like, honestly, as bad as I feel for, uh, Jimmy Brooks, I, there's part of me that feels worse for Spinner because I feel bad for both of them. I know. I know. I mean, I feel bad for Jimmy for what happened to him. I feel bad for Spinner for like the consequences of what he did, like that he couldn't have known, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Right. They were only juniors. They were only juniors. There would be a great like to do a montage of like the actually were were they juniors or sophomores when they got shot? No, I think they're juniors. juniors. It was earlier this year. Oh right, you're right, you're right. He was touching. You want to see a, a Jimmy Spinner montage of like the shooting? Too? Yes. <laughs> we were merely juniors, and it would be like the actual song, and it'd be like we were merely juniors. <laughs> You're just dubbing the words that you want to use. Somebody does it like, I, I would do it. If I was doing it, I'd make it like French Night from the B-52s. <laughs> we were merely juniors. <laughs> you should just do a whole song song like French Schneider of the B-52s. I bet he would be really good at live covers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think so? I think so. Does he like the dolphins Our cry? love is like water. <laughs> Pinned down in the views for being strange. <laughs> oh, man. If I, I like could... the, the duetting, the duet. I don't want him to do the whole thing. It's too yeah. much. That's yeah. overkill. <laughs> I just want him to come in on the back end of every co- of every line. Yeah. Oh, man. If I could do a good impression of the lady from the B-52s whose name escapes me, I would try to jump in. But Kate I don't Pearson? Even... Thank you. I don't even know where to start. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to decide. Like, I feel very bad for... for... Oh, that was going to be my other question. My first question was about the expulsion. And then I was going to gauge 
uh, how how badly you felt for Spinner in this mm-hmm. scenario, which seems to be like uh, a, a good fair amount. It's a really tough situation. Like I, I mean, I feel terrible for Jimmy, obviously, but I feel bad for Spinner. And like, if Spinner didn't tell him, that might kill him. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes. Um, yeah. But I also see Jimmy's point of like. This is you just like unburdening yourself. It doesn't help any either of us. No, exactly. Well, it doesn't help me. It just helps you feel like now you've done the right thing. But oh my God, like that carrying that around. Oh, that's a fuck. I couldn't imagine. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. He- oh, I wrote, I said, this is, this was heavy fucking bones, man. Mm-hmm. Heavy bones in the morning, rolling them down the I mean- hill. Imagine saying something really stupid and that resulting in someone's death. No, but a real, I really was thinking about that. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, we've all probably done things that we've could- recorded things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, we all say things, you know, yeah, oh man, I hope that fucking, uh, I mean, part of that does make me think like you have to be, aware of other people's reactions, but you can't control them also. Totally. Like, totally. You are in effect, not you. It's not like you have to be like a, someone with absolutely zero empathy to be like, mm-hmm. I, I have no effect on it at all. But in truth, the actions are the actions of the person and st- being on the, uh, uh, another side of it, like looking in you, c- it's easy to say that. And it is true. But when it's you and you're the one who said it, you're the one who did this. If you're a human being with a conscience, it's going to eat away at you. Yeah. Like, for example, if uh, Matt Oleander was listening to our podcast mm-hmm. and was like so bummed out by the, gr- the depiction of him that he killed himself, I would feel very bad about that. Hey, Pidge. <laughs> Did you hear this guy on this podcast? He's like, oh, he's making fun of me. And he's like doing this voice. Is this like, why you don't want anyone from Degrassi to actually listen to our podcast? Just in hey, case. Hey, Pidge. Seriously. I don't know. I was going to like see if you wanted to come over and like Play. I got a new. I, I, I went on eBay and I bought a power glove. We got it. We got a note from a new listener today about how she um, loves how much you hate Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me then wonder, like, what if Daniel Clark is so upset by our depiction of him? I don't think Daniel Clark has any idea of what what's going on over no, here. No, no, no. But if he did, listen, it's not you, mm-hmm. Daniel Clark. It's the characterization. It's the character. It's Sean. I don't even think he's a bad actor. I just don't mm-hmm. like the character. Yeah. But sometimes people don't like her. Hey, 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 Pedge. Uh, I was like, just I just put a kettle on. I was going to make some toddies. You down? Um, no, that's like just hot whiskey water. <laughs> I'm so paid. Huh, Pedge. you have like an allergy issue or something? Hey, Pedge. Uh, I was just gonna like go to a bunch of sashimi and like go fucking crazy. <laughs> Bring your own chopsticks. BYOC. <laughs> we haven't seen Matty O for a while. Why wasn't why wasn't he hanging out with all the party? Well, because he's their fucking teacher, Rachel, <laughs> and he's not allowed to fuck Paige. <laughs> Paige, what are you doing today? Are you like gonna go to that party and sing karaoke with Craig? That's <laughs> just now I'm narrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just watch an episode where Maddie O just narrates the whole fucking thing. And now he like does ASMR. <laughs> I don't really understand what that is. It's just people that talk quietly. Is it like a sex thing? I don't. I don't really okay. understand it either. I feel like it's supposed to be to like go it's to also sleep. Very close to EMDR, which is a type of therapy. So I always think of that. One. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a, a sound thing where it's like. It's like, like people talking. Okay. I thought I it was thought. like the sounds of certain stuff. I don't know. I should look it up. This is the sound of settling. Ba-ba. I like how like Death now count. that Max is definitely asleep. <laughs> I want to be as loud as I fucking want. Heh. Paige, do you like the sound of selling by Death Cab? That's like my favorite song right now. I'm really into it. I was putting on my necklace this morning. He's a puka shell necklace, right? I was putting on my necklace this morning, and I was like listening to the whole song, and I was like performing it in front of my mirror, Paige. 
Come over. <laughs> what are your jeans like? Anyway. Page. Wow. I uh, did. I, we mentioned the Ace of Heavy Bones. Did we say Heavy Bones? Oh yeah, we said heavy. You heavy. said Heavy. Oh, bones. I sang a song about it rolling down the hill. Yeah. Anyway, so beast B. Oh, we did that. Oh yeah, B. B. Story. Did you harmonize? I tried. That's pretty good. Sweet jelly. That's what JT tastes like. Oh, God, this fucking B story. This B story is pretty good. I didn't hate this. I didn't hate it, but I was just like, oh. I love Liberty's dad just like running around. Hey, where's Liberty? We've never seen him before in our lives, and now all of a sudden he's just like, where's Liberty? All the time. Yeah. I liked uh, Liberty's dad, Mr. Van Zandt. Mr. Van, Ronnie Van Zandt from, mm-hmm. from the Leonard Skinnerd. Ronald was, Van Zandt. Um, it's just basically the whole, the, could, could we just try to do the B stories in two sentences now? Can I try it this week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get to try it. This uh, week. Liberty and JT make out city really into each other. Danny Van Zant is super missing jealous. missing a verb from that first section. <laughs> oh, I'm not. All right. <laughs> Liberty and JT are super hot and heavy for each there other. We go. Kissing all the time in the hot tub all over the place. Period. Danny Van Zant, Liberty's comma, Liberty's brother, comma, is pretty upset about it. So he gets them caught by his dad making out. I can't do it in two sentences. And then they have a fight. And it's then they a lot make of up like again. semicolons. <laughs> then Danny and, and JT have a fight, and Danny breaks his head open. But then Danny's like, it's okay. You can make out with my sister. And then he, he makes out with his sister. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's literally all that happens in the yeah. episode. Yeah. It's all fine. It's pretty quick. Uh, their making out is gross in the way that watching any like 15-year-old's making out is kind of gross. Hey, bitch. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Danny and JT are apparently BFFs. I don't know where Toby's been what? for many episodes. They shipped like, him off to somewhere. Yeah, I don't he know. Was, did he go to rehab to deal with the shooting? Oh, maybe. What about Liberty what having this center? hot tub in her house? I know. We used to have a hot tub when I was a teenager. Did you really? It oh, was you the told best. Me about this. Yeah. I asked you if people fingered in it, and you said probably. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I mean. Is there anything? Uh, J- so Danny is Danny is like not understanding why Liberty and JT are together, and he's he, basically he's like he says to JT, "My sister's the smartest girl in the school, and you're you're a fucking jabron." Yeah, and at some point he calls him a nonstop farting horn dog, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty accurate. Not in the mood for you. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, he calls him a nonstop farting horn dog, which there's so much emphasis on the amount that JT farts on this show. They talk about it all the time. There's also a lot of references. Well, when they start fighting, it's about the penis pump. Right. Oh, because he's like, do you want me to tell my sister about your pe- my penis pump? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you would never, Danny. And then they f- have a fight, and they're both so bad at fighting because they're pipsqueaks. A couple of pipsqueaks. They are both pipsqueaks. That's so, the right word for them. So Danny bites JT. <laughs> like and a JT child. like pushes him, and he falls, and he hits his head, and he's bleeding. And Liberty's like, you made my brother bleed. So now she's mad. So then Danny feels because she's like he's he calls him a nonstop farting horn dog, and Liberty's like yeah, but he was my boyfriend. So now Danny feels bad. Yeah. So Danny orchestrates it so that they can see each other again, and uh, and they get back together. They make out again. Yeah, and then he keeps the dad away this time. Yeah, so that Liberty says, left for a student council. Oh, meeting. that's when when Danny is leading Liberty back. To see JT and mm-hmm. she doesn't know he's there. That's when Liberty says, I don't have time for your hullabaloo, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> In her Liberty deadpan way. They've lost the plot on Liberty, though. Like, they're not letting Liberty be like the Liberty we love. Now she's just kind of like, yeah, a person. yeah. I miss the early days, Liberty. And she also has been such a secondary character for so long. Now. Yeah. Uh, her dad, Ronnie Van Zant from from Leonard Skinner, mm-hmm. uh, he catches them making out in the hot tub, and he throws JT out, and he says, "If you ever want to see JT again, you're not going to see, or something like, you're not going to see JT again until you're 20." Oh, which I hated. You know what I called it? What? Toxic dad skillinity. 
toxic dad masculinity. That is so it. That is it. Why is no one coined that term already? Toxic dad masculinity. I wrote yeah, it down. Yeah. Yeah. There's this thing about dads having to control the uh, sexuality of their daughters that is like uh, really gross. It's yeah, stupid. It's like they're making out in a fucking hot tub. Who cares? You're the one with the hot tub schmuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, like, your daughter's doing great. Yeah, like, like, it couldn't be more innocent. Although, to she be fair, will she get is pregnant. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me, too. Maybe like, she he's will right. get pregnant Maybe soon. Right. So. Oh, well. Maybe he's right. There's this great thing. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not going to get into this. I'll tell you offline. Mm-hmm. If, if we don't even need to, it's like Ethan Hawke talking about his daughters and being like, "Yeah, they're going to fuck up, and that's fine." Oh, that's great. Oh, he was. It's an amazing interview yeah. from when they were like young, and they asked him about like that, and he was like, "You know what? Listen, I've I all I can do is raise them to the best of my ability, and I trust them, and they're probably going to do shit, and it it is what it is. That's human beings. Yeah, which is pretty great. Ethan Hawke's great." I'd like to think I would I like, be like that if I had a daughter as well. I like Ethan Hawke a lot. Yes, he's very cool. Um, so here we are. Yeah. That's I guess it. That was all, right? Yeah. I think that was the whole uh, kit and that's our show. Out. That's our thing. Uh, Degrassi, the next generation. Oh, yeah, it's a show. Famously yeah. mm-hmm. uh, was, was given the tagline it goes there because some of the episodes go further than other teenage shows at the time nowadays it's like gossip girl and all that have come around and blown degrassi out of the water with their craziness and Mm -hmm. their insanity but at the time degrassi was a was a controversial show so we like to rate each episode and thinking in kind of like 2004 five six terms uh by how much it goes there on a scale of one to ten one being it going at least ten means it goes there the most so rachel Mm -hmm. how would you rate uh episode 416 the eye of the tiger um, I base it off of the Spinner Jimmy conversations. Mm. I couldn't think of a good word to describe their interactions in this. They but have two th- very, th- really three very big moments with each other. Yeah. Friendship defining. It was really, moments. um, really open. And I, I thought it was really lovely. Um, great performances by both of them. I gave it a six. Wow. Um, it's not like a 10, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's, it's not a 10 episode cause it's not about the things that happen. It's just about the aftermath of the things that happen. Right. It's like the blowback. That's very exactly. good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. I'm similar. I'm like right in the middle, like a five, six somewhere in there. Yeah. Because I think like if you're talking about for the character of spinner, this is like a fucking 17. Cause this is going to, it's interesting how this, the, the, the gunshot mm-hmm. is the biggest moment of Jimmy's life. It forever changes his life moving forward. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, this is that for Spinner because it's going to forever change his life moving forward. All of the friends he had for the last 16 years of his life are not going to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was popular for all those years. So his whole life is going to be like, so for him, it's like a, a high grade. He would probably say it's a 10. Yeah. But I think it's like, yeah, I think because it's there's love, the, of course, the toxic dad skillinity that was in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 that gross make out mm. and Danny's bleeding. Could you imagine? My I, brother I, is bleeding. <laughs> you made my brother bleed. Um, <laughs> Sounds so, like yeah. Rick. I'm going to jump. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh, Rick, I am going to go with a five, but mm-hmm. right, I'm right there with you. Like one point difference isn't like mm-hmm. you said last week, isn't much of a difference. Uh, it doesn't like, it's not like super taboo, but it is very heavy. Mm-hmm. It's still a really heavy episode and it wasn't a fun episode to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's that. And then oh, we didn't do fucking MVOs. Do I that. didn't really have one. I mean, maybe the, maybe Jimmy's triple five. Soul That's what I thought. You were like, say. I mean, that was the thing that stood out the most for me. There's also a Marco outfit that's pretty funny. Yeah, and Manny's wearing something that's pretty ridiculous as usual. But we're kind of at the point where like Manny doesn't wear normal clothes. So yeah, yeah, Manny is like just every week. Or something. It's too comical, and it's like okay, like give me something different. Um. Oh, but I guess on the MVO note, I do have one question for you. Oh, yeah. What is it? Do you know why Jimmy's legs are bound into the chair? Oh, no. I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel brought that up earlier and was like, I'm going to save it for the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I know. And I've convinced her that I knew. I didn't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, Jimmy. Um, So, Pat. Right. 
It's like, how long can I pause on this one? People are like, did my did my earbuds come out? <laughs> what happened to the show? Did my ear jack buds? What? So, Pat, after we watch these shows and we talk about them, we like to pick someone from the show that really stood out, a character who learned a lesson or or did something really big and sensational and really shown and outshone everyone else in this episode. And we call that person one of two things. And they are either <laughs> the most valuable player or they are the most valuable Degrassian, depending on what we remember to say. Yeah. So yeah. Pat, for this episode, episode 416, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Who was your MVP slash MVD? Well, Jimmy Brooks is Degrassi's forever MVP, which which is is an honor <laughs> enough. He yes. won that this episode. It's he's the Degrassi. I okay MVP MVD is a weird thing because you oftentimes you're like oh go with person who I, who I like the most in the episode, but but you it's can't not always about do that. that. Yeah, it's like yeah. who there, there's always someone who kind of stands out. So I think for me, I think. I'd said this already. There's like this two stories being told here and Jimmy's story sort of like got told, uh, not got to, it's still ongoing, but the, the, the turning point was the shooting. And I really think that the spinner turning point is this episode. So I'm going with spinner, not mm. Jimmy, uh, which might be a controversial choice. I know mm -hmm. Jimmy does some great work in here. I'm it's not saying a, it's a really tough call. Like I totally see that for spinner. Um, I also see the case for Jimmy. Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. I do too. And in it, some ways they're co cuz they couldn't yeah, exist without it, the other. It's like it really is like it kind of has to be both. But I guess that's why it's a good thing that I went with Jimmy so that we are kind of balancing right. each other out. Totally. I um I totally agree. I felt like I really wanted both of them at different points. The thing that that made me choose Jimmy was the little things that he did that um Aubrey did as an actor. Like when he gets the MVP and you see his face kind of fall. And then like when he's in the gym later and he tries to play with the basketball, there's yeah. like little moments that were so slight that like kind of made me, that was what made him jump ahead for me. Yeah. He's really good. Especially he, when you said in that scene, because it, it, in the gym, when he gets that MVP trophy, his face falls and then he still puts on a face yeah. and you know, like a happy, like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm so honored. But really behind the eyes, you can yeah. see is like the frustration behind it. Yeah. You're and, right. And like, we just saw the thing where he like is trying to play with the basketball in the gym and he drops it. And then he like, is so mad. He slams mm. his hand down, but it hurts his hand at the same. It's like little things. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, like yeah. Really, He's great. Really tiny details. Whereas spinner, <sighs> is a little bit more, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's flat. It's just that like, he's so on this like one note of, I got to make this better. I got to make this better, but not like, there's something, some depth to Jimmy as a character that made me like, I mean, like him more, but then also made me choose him. Right. Because he's like, well, he realizes that Spinner's only doing this for himself. And Spinner doesn't even realize that. You See, know, but I don't things. necessarily believe that that's the case. I yeah. think it is to unburden himself. But yeah. I also think he believes because that comes up because he says it to Jay. He does say Jimmy deserved to know. And he did take the he did put his whole fucking reputation, everything on the line Yeah. because I think deep down, I think it's both. I think, yes, he did it to unburden himself, but I also think in his head, he was like this. I, I can't let this person who I do consider my friend go on thinking that he's at fault because he's the, that's what changes him because Jimmy says it's my fault. Cause Jimmy's like, I bullied him as much as everybody else did. And he says, so this is on me. And yeah. that's when spinners like, fuck, it's not. I, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, like, <clears throat> so I think I honestly, I don't, I think there's no bad choice in those. No. Two. And I think that I don't think one's I, and I honestly than the think other. you kind of have to choose both of them. So I yeah. think that it's good that we both chose each one of them. I think that in some ways, this fracture between of this friendship mm -hmm. so far in the series, like we've seen, and this friends. is not the first time that they fought. Either. No, totally not. Absolutely not. So there, there's definitely been moments where you've seen them kind of at odds before, but I, I think this is the kind of the fracture, this big one that like sort of takes the show in a new direction. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen Manny and Emma fight, but ultimately mm -hmm. like they're still it, kind of friends and like, yeah. it doesn't even get resolved. It's just like, no, but this yeah. is like a, this sends spinner on a whole new track mm -hmm. and he ends up, well, we know what happens, but it's like, 
I, it's really interesting. And I felt, I think the thing that is hard that I think Shane Kibble does really well, that's hard to do is he makes you feel empathy for him. You really do feel like, fuck man, this kid didn't mean this. I do, except for that I will say during that scene in the gym where it's just him and Jimmy, all I could think of was him showing his butthole to the whole school <laughs> in that same gym. <laughs> oh my. How far we've come for you, dear spinner. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our episode. That's Christmas, and it's we're done with the Christmas season. By the time you hear this, yeah. it will not be Christmas. It'll be Friday. It'll be Friday, the twentieth. Mm-hmm. So I hope we hope. Do you do you hope everybody's having a nice holiday? Or you don't I care? mean, you don't really care. I want to wish you a magical Christmas. Yeah. Um, and to all the Canadians, and the Hanukkah Day. or Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, solstice. You just go. Could just put it under the umbrella of holidays. That's what most people yeah. do. They no. just say happy, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Let the birds come street drinking. Happy holidays to you. What happens when uh, Fred Schneider sings? <laughs> happy holidays. What's your favorite Christmas? Uh, uh, oh, you song? know what it is. No, what's your favorite like religious Christmas? <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I do actually have an answer for this, but I can't. Th- I need to think of. I'm a big Hark the Herald Angels Sing fan. Hark the Herald Angels Sing Glory to Um I don't like uh Joy to the World. The Lord has come, let Earth, yeah. Earth Ugh, Fuck that song. Peace? Yeah. Peace? Let Earth receive peace? her peace. Yeah. Let Earth receive her peace. I like Oh Holy Night. I love Oh Holy Night. It's a great one. I like religious Christmas songs, even though I'm mm-hmm. a heathen and don't believe in God. Do you know um <laughs> We would go to a church that would do this like medley where they would sing uh, Silent Night with this other song that's called like Night of Silence or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. But that you one. do the two together like oh. in rounds. I don't it's know. Pretty that. fucking cool. Yeah. Well, guys, happy holidays. <laughs> we hope you have a great holiday. Thank you for blessing us with your listenership. Yes, thank you. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes. If you Please. listen elsewhere, you can leave comments. But really, iTunes is, even if you don't listen in iTunes, just leave a comment there and rating and review. Yeah, rate and review that shit. Mm-hmm. We are um, on everything. Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Are we on Spotify? We are, right? Yeah, we are on Spotify. We can do like a Spotify thing. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know if you can on Spotify. We can tell when it's your favorite of the year if you post that. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to Myra. it this year. Um, um, I get those J-I-N-G-L-E I do like that song. Um, follow us at SparkleSpaz28 on Instagram. Write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. Do you think that we should get like a voicemail system where people can leave us messages? That would be fun pretty great yeah that might be a 2020 goal guys Mm, that would be pretty the one thing we'll do in 2020 (laughs) i'm always surprised and we don't need to keep this in in here we can i'm always actually surprised by the amount of uh, people who like the instagram post is usually pretty high yeah higher than my actual instagram account (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so people are out there yeah people are finding it i mean maybe i need to be posting more degrassi content on my instagram account your personal Instagram? Yeah. Account? Why? So fucking, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Beth. It's Beth's last name. Griffin Hagen. Yeah. Can like see it and go, <laughs> oh, I should listen to this. She doesn't care. No, no. I just meant so I got more likes. Oh, oh. Right. I'd love more likes. Doesn't Danny Van Zandt in this episode look like three years younger than he did in like the last episode? <laughs> I feel like he looks like more of a kid. I got those G I N G L E B E double L S O yes those J I N G L E bells. What's your favorite Christmas song that's not a religious Christmas song? Uh oh, uh the stars coming down. That's a good one. Watching it fall. Darlene Love. My uh other than my favorite, which you know what it is. Um, Wonderful Christmas time. The other one that I love is Christmas wrapping. Oh, that's a really yeah. good one. That's a really good one. I like that one, too. I also like, Father Christmas, give us some money. That's a good one, too. I sometimes like to sing that, Arthur Christmas, because there's a movie called Arthur Christmas. (laughs) I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. But anytime I see the name of it, I think, Arthur Christmas. Give us some money. Yeah. All right, pal. 
<sighs> so that's it for this week. This is our last episode of the oh <gasps> fuck of the of the decade. Yeah. Yeah. Of the year. Yeah. It's been a shit 2019 though with the president. Ugh. Let's hope that 2020 is a better year, guys. And gals. Uh Christy Swanson mm-hmm. is a real uh MAGA face. You know Christy Swanson. She was Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. in a ton of movies. First Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, She's yeah. in a lot of movies. She's a real MAGA face. Like, her whole thing mm. on Twitter is, like, about being a MAGA face. And she posted, when Danny Aiello died, uh-huh. she posted, like, a remembrance of Danny Aiello. Like, oh, Danny Aiello, what a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. And she posted a picture. Mm-hmm. And the person in the picture was not Danny Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> it was the actor Mike Starr, who does bear, like, somewhat of resemblance to Danny Aiello. But, but not enough of one. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be like if you died and I posted a picture with, like, Myra. And I was like, <laughs> Rachel was the best. What a great friend. So happy to have her. I'm going to do that now. Yeah, please don't. When you die. When, oh, when I die. Yeah, yeah when you die. I'm definitely going to die before you. We're going out on t- uh, two nights Thursday. from now. Thursday, yeah. I can't wait. Guys, we love you. What are we thankful for? 2019 has been a crap year, but you know what? We got the broom heads, the yeah, dope honestly, monkeys. Honestly, the best thing about my year, I would say, are the fans. Oh, not me. Doing it all for the I fans. I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> That was going to be something about me. <laughs> Doing it for the fans and Pat. Mm, whiskey water. I'm never fucking making you a hot toddy again. <laughs> you can suck it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the new year. This is the new year. Uh, no more fucking death cab in I thought you liked death cab. I don't. <laughs> you told me you did. I did in 2004. Yeah, but then we talked about transatlanticism and you were like, that's a good album. I don't know if I went that far. And I don't feel any different. 2020 is exciting. Trump's going to win again. We're not going to feel any different. <sighs> it's differently, actually. Also, it's an adverb. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Bye.